And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I'm filling in today for Al on Tell Al Tuesday. Al's still working through those back issues, so hopefully he'll be back with us soon. Uh, but I'm in place for now. And I'll tell you, if you're a numbers person, I'm a numbers person. Um, if you've caught any of my prior shows, you may have picked up on that. But if you're a numbers person, I've got a numbers person for you today. I'm going to be joined by a former math teacher. That's right. Started as a single family investor some years ago, but recently retired early from that math career thanks to his big shift into multifamily investing. And I met this gentleman, oh, it's been a handful of years at uh, the Wealth and Passive Income Expo down in Houston. I don't even remember the year now, but let's get to his story. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? Congrats on the retirement. Uh, good. Thank you very much, Andy. So you're a few months into retirement now. How's that big adjustment going? I am. I retired in June, and uh, so I'm still trying to figure out exactly what retirement looks like. I've got a couple <laughs> kids in high school, and uh, so I'm, I'm enjoying having a lot of free time and nothing that I really have to get up and do. Um, sometimes I stay up a little too late. Sometimes I sleep in a little too long, but uh, enjoying it, yes. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing before, about that math career and so on. So I was uh, I started teaching um, in Southern California. I uh, taught three years in a Christian school, then I I taught 34 years in public school, um, mostly math, uh, mostly middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade. This last last year I taught, I actually had eighth grade for the first time. And so, um, yeah, that was that was my career, 37 years altogether teaching math and, and a couple of other subjects, but mainly math. Just thinking back, what made you jump into real estate back then? So after I got out of college and, and I started my teaching career, I was just very interested in the whole idea of passive income. And I started reading a lot of books. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read, um, you know, multiple streams of income. I read books like, uh, oh, what was the other one? The Richest Man in Babylon, which is one that Dell talks about time to time. And I, I was just interested in passive income. And so um, I was looking at real estate as, as a source of passive income that I could use to supplement my teaching income and, um, you know, give more possibilities for my future and the future of my family. Okay, so you saw some opportunity in real estate way back then, started investing. At some point, you joined Lifestyles Unlimited. I have a few questions there because you're out in California. When did you join? How did you How did you hear about us? And, and what was the motivation there? Well, I had, uh, I had joined originally in 2013. I'd been listening to Dell on the radio, um, listening to the podcasts quite a bit. Uh, my main motivation when I first joined was to learn how to better manage the single-family properties that I already owned. So my mom and I had purchased a fourplex back in 2001. And then my wife and I, when we got married, we both had a home. And so we lived in one and we kept the other as a rental. And so I ended up having a total um, of seven doors, a fourplex, and three single families. And I really 
had never been trained in any way on how best to manage those, and especially things like tenant screening and, and those kind of things. So that's the reason I originally joined, to get better at what I was already doing. Gotcha. So you became a member of what we call the Financial Freedom Program, <clears throat> and that's that does a lot for new investors that have done nothing before, as well as experienced folks in, in your situation. I talk to a lot of members that have joined, have your type of experience, and really improve based on the benchmarks, the, 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 the new operations we show them. If you think back a little bit, it's been a while, but what are some of the big takeaways that you learned as a single-family investor in that program? Uh, one of the biggest ones for sure was tenant screening. Um, you know, I remember hearing on the podcast that, you know, 98 or 99% of the problems you ever encounter with uh, your tenants or your residents is the result of, you know, improper screening, that people don't tend to move into your home or your, your rental property and then become a problem or what Dell refers to as a purple Martian. You know, they already have a history. They've already you know, been a problem for previous landlords. And so um, when I learned how to screen tenants correctly, um, that was something that I think was was very helpful. Um, That's probably the main one right there. And, uh, you know, I was just continuing to manage those homes. You know, I'm sure I picked up other things along the way. But that's a big one. And I had a call, I had a conversation recently, a show with Kara, who's in Colorado, Denver. She's investing in Houston in single family. And, and we talked about due diligence when you buy the property, very important. But this type of due diligence that you're talking about, when you put somebody into that property, you're, you're committing to what, 12 months, maybe a little bit longer. You want to do your research and it's out there. You can, you can really learn about people in the age of the internet. So you have these houses quad in in California, were you cash flowing well? You know, I think about California as being a pretty expensive market. Were you cash flowing well? Could you have retired in, in the long run had you stuck with single family? Uh, not in California, no. So they were they were cash flowing enough to to pay all the expenses and to give me you know some extra spending money, which I typically just kept in an account. But they weren't cash flowing in the way that when we talk about lifestyles, you know, homes in, in different areas where we tend to buy, um, which might cash flow four or $500 a month at, at times. They were cash flowing less than that. But of course, what they were doing over the course of these last 20 years is, is building equity. And so that helped me when I eventually transitioned into, you know, the multifamily uh, through lifestyles. Okay. And let's make that transition. First question, do you have any of those houses left? I do not. So <laughs> the fourplex, uh, which I bought um, in 2001, sold that right before the pandemic, sold that in, in January of 2020. And then I had one single-family home remaining, which sold at the end of June in 2022, so this past year. And so I'm very happy that I'm 100% passive now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not only retired, but I'm not taking any phone calls. And you know, I did that for 20 years, and, and managing single-family is not that difficult, but it's, it's nice to be 100% passive. I'm your host, Andy Webb, filling in today for Al Gordon on Tell Al Tuesday, and I'm joined by Mark, and we've learned that Mark is in California, and let's just quickly go through his timeline. 34 years as a math teacher, 37 years in total as a teacher, recently retired, both from the math career as well as from his career as a single-family investor. He started that in 2001, joined Lifestyles Unlimited in 2013 as a Financial Freedom Program member, improved his business, which is great to hear, but then you made a shift. You shifted gears in 2018. Tell us about that, the how and the why. What was the motivation? What did you do? Yeah, so I was, I had, like I had said, I'd been listening to Dell on the radio, and I, I'd heard many interviews with, uh, I think, probably both passive investors and also lead investors talking about the properties that they 
you know, had taken over and improved and the returns that the investors were getting on some of those properties. And as we talked about earlier, my single-family homes weren't, you know, throwing off a lot of cash flow. They were getting more valuable and they were appreciating. But I got to the point where I thought, wow, this multifamily thing seems pretty interesting and I want to learn more about it. And I and I knew I had some debt equity in some of these properties that I wanted to be able to invest. And so decided that it was time to um, go to a live event. And they were having the – well, first they had a meet Dell event out in Palm Springs. And then a month after that, they had the two-day seminar live. And so I, I asked my wife if she would come with me because I didn't want to get too heavily involved in something that my wife didn't really understand. Um, I do most of the real estate, but, you know, we – make all of our decisions together jointly. And so we went to the two-day out in Palm Springs and ended up joining at the end of that weekend as Preferred Investor Group members. Okay. And for the listener, Preferred is the the, the kind of subsection within Lifestyles that is is focused on multifamily, on apartments. And, and you could be a, a passive investor like Mark is. You could be a, an independent owner where you just do your own deal by yourself, or you could be a lead. Why did you choose to go the passive route at the time rather than, say, do a lead or buy your own apartment community? I think mainly because I was still in the middle of my teaching career, and I, you know, I wasn't looking back in 2018 when I joined um, four years ago. I wasn't really thinking about retirement quite yet. I needed to deploy some of the some of the money that was in some of these other properties, and the idea of being a passive and you know letting people that are experts in running these multifamily apartment communities you know, invest in them and let them, you know, grow my money and grow my investment. Uh, That was very appealing to me because I was already pretty busy. My kids are still in high school, and and so I had a full-time job. So I I wasn't looking to go and take down my own apartment community. I wanted to to be a part um, with some other investors. Yeah, and it's great because when you are a part with a, a group like that, you can actually do much bigger properties, economies of scale. We talk about that at the at the two-day. That, that brings a lot of value. Um, now, I'm just curious, how many multifamily investments have you chalked up to date? So, currently, uh, I've been in 23 different properties, and seven of them have sold over the last two years. So, the first couple of years was interesting because I kept, you know, I kept investing, 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 but I was at the beginning of the cycle. And so, I wasn't, I was still seeing, you know, my quarterly distributions coming in. But now that I've gotten a little further into the cycle, you know, three, four years in, um, I've had a number of properties do refinances. And, and like I mentioned, seven of the properties have sold. And so, I've started to see what was sort of theoretical for me at the time, you know, you're going to have these properties and this is what they're going to do. You're going to end up with these returns. I've actually started to see that happen. And that's, that's been very exciting. And you're, you know, I mentioned at the start of the show, being, being a math teacher, I assume you're a numbers guy, right? That would make sense. How analytical, how, how deeply are you diving into things like the budget and, and so on as, as you review these, these sundry investment opportunities? <laughs> Less than you would think. Really? <laughs> I am okay. a math person and I, and I am a, uh, I, I tend to be more holistic in my view of some of these properties. So, um, you know, I, I like to look at who the lead investor is. I like to look at what their track record is. I like to uh, see what the story for the property is and, um, you know, look at all the details of, of what they're projecting to happen over the course of the investment. But um, I'm not really a person that digs into, you know, line item 12B and why does it have this number here <laughs> and so that, which I've heard other people do, and that's just 
I'm like I said, I'm just more of a holistic, I guess, investor where I, I like to look at the big picture. Yeah, and speaking of big picture, just looking at your 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 geographical spread, you you are very well represented across the the United States. Was that a, a, an active goal to diversify? You know, Georgia, Texas, Arizona. Where do I see here? Florida, Tennessee, or was that going back to your point more more a a a function of the lead investor that you've connected with? It was a little bit of a combination of both. I, I started out. I think the majority of my early investments were all in Texas. And then uh, I got to know people and network with people and ended up connecting with a lot of the leads that are out in Arizona. So then I had a, a number of investments in Arizona. And then recently, wanting to diversify a little more, um, Indianapolis, Indiana is one that you didn't mention. But, yes, I've gotten into two recent deals, one in Tennessee and, and just my last one in Florida. So I do like to you know, have some diversification across states as well as, um, you know, just different types of properties and different leads. Yeah, that's a good point. And and I'm curious, I, I do get this question from people that are considering joining and, and thinking about going down the multifamily route. They're a little bit concerned. Will I even be able to deploy my capital? Is there enough opportunity out there? What do you see? Well, it's funny because I asked that question uh, both to Dell when he came out and did his meet Dell event in Palm Springs, and I asked it again when I went to the two-day workshop a month later, and I said, I don't mind putting down the money to, to join this program because I think it's going to be well worth it uh, as long as I'm going to be able to get into deals. Am I going to be able to get into any deals? And I think really my answer to that is there are plenty of deals out there. It does require you to do some networking. You do need to um, you know, make yourself known to some of the lead investors, some of the syndicators that are putting these deals together. Some of them are very popular, and, and so if you don't have any connection point with them, it might be a little harder to get into deals with them initially. Um, but, you know, the Expo was a great opportunity for me to go and, and meet a lot of the leads in person. And then in Southern California, we have ambassador events where we've invited uh, a lot of the Arizona leads, for instance, have flown over to California, and they've come to our ambassador events. And so I got to meet several of those leads in person at those events. And so I really do think it's it's a function of, you know, the, the fact that you're out there networking and, and making connections and that the lead is going to remember you because you've actually had a little person-to-person -person contact uh, with them. Yeah, absolutely. Think about a way when you introduce yourself to make yourself memorable. I happen to be a skydiver. I tend to throw that in. People people remember that or the fact that we're always traveling around the country in the RV bunker. So when you meet these people, do 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 connect. Don't be shy. They don't bite. They, they want to get to know you too, don't they, Mark? I mean, they, they, they're looking to build their portfolio of investors essentially as well. So, um, but, but think about ways that you can stand out when you do, when you do talk to these folks. We're going to talk about, you mentioned the ambassador uh, program. I want to get to that in the next segment. I also want to hear, um, we, we, we know you've done 20, was it 17 uh, uh, investments. A few of those have gone full cycle. I want to hear maybe one or two. Think about one or two that you'd like to share with us in the next segment. We're going to take a quick break um, that, that, you know, maybe it's still in progress or gone full cycle that you really like your favorite deals is what I'm getting to. So we'll hear about those when we come back to listener. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. 
do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's gonna crash. It's gonna be better next year. It's, I've gotta listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? <laughs> well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. <laughs> Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. Lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host today, Andy Webb, filling in for Al Gordon on Tell Al Tuesday, joined by Mark. Mark is in California. We heard about his his history, two, two decades as a single-family investor. If you missed any part of that earlier show, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. This will be archived there. Uh, but Mark, over, over two decades, you realized, hey, I need to shift gears, got into the multifamily space, shed those single families, retired from that space, and are now fully invested as a passive investor um, across the nation, really. And, and going into the break, I said, hey, let's let's hear about, when we come back, let's hear about maybe one or two of your favorite investments. Maybe they've gone full cycle. Maybe you're still in there. Um, what, what, what can you share with us? Yeah, so out of the 23 deals, four of them, well, three of them this year and one of them last year in 2021 have returned to me uh, over 100% in usually somewhere between three and three and a half years. Um, but my home run deal, my best deal, which I will share with you right now, is, is in Arizona. The two-property portfolio, and that two-property portfolio was doing very well. And the lead investor um, decided that he wanted to split the two properties up, and he wanted to refinance one of them, um, which was a newer property, and he wanted to sell the property that was a little older. And so he split those properties. He had to get the permission of the passive investors to split those two properties into two separate investments. And then he refinanced the one investment, and that refinance returned us about 96% of our initial investment on that side of the um, two properties. And then the second property sold, and it returned uh, 275%. So... Um, wow! You know, fifty thousand dollars in that investment turned into uh, one hundred eighty-four thousand dollars. So, holy was, cow! And uh, you're still holding that half of uh, it. <laughs> the, the yeah, the one that uh, we sold. Uh, obviously, we don't have that, but we do have the first half that I mentioned that returned ninety-six percent on the return on investment. The best part, the icing on the cake, was that the one that he sold. Um, he was able to 1031 exchange into another investment in Arizona, which meant that our our large gain was tax free, you know, or tax deferred, I should say. So his whole investor group in that first apartment community rolled forward into the next investment. Essentially, is that is that how I would understand that? Correct. And not everybody did. There were a few people that just said, you know, we'd like to go ahead and, you know, get our return and, and get the cash and do whatever they had planned with that. But I think the majority of the investors, they said, hey, this, this investment just did so well. Yes, we want to roll it into the next investment with that same lead investor. 
Yeah, and and, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I, I, I interviewed Vibov as the investor you're talking about back in August of this year, 2022. So to the listener, go give that show a, a, a listen. He's got some really good numbers, and he talks a lot about because he's a lead investor, a syndicator. He's he's on the other side of the table. Mark, you and I are passives. He's the guy that's out there finding these investments, and he tells you what he does as a lead. So if you want to learn more about what a lead does, that's a good show to listen to. And boy, yeah, he's got got some phenomenal numbers. And that 1031 exchange, we talk about that a lot with, you know, if I sell my single family house, I may roll the gains into another couple of houses. But yes, you can do that at a much bigger level with apartments. Again, we're talking economies of scale, big, big numbers. So this was a big capital gain. It's it's cash flowing. I'm curious when you go into your investments as a passive, are you targeting cash flow primarily or are you targeting capital gains? Uh, I've I've been open to doing both. I don't I don't really want to limit myself. Uh, you know, I I'm a retired teacher, so I do have a teacher's pension that if I was living on that by my you know, if that was my only source of income, I think my standard of living would have gone down and I would have been a lot more concerned about do we have enough money to take this trip or to do this or that. I've got two kids that are, you know, be gonna be going into college in the next few years, but with my lifestyles investments, you know, putting that on top of, of the pension I already had has allowed me to not only retire probably two to five years earlier than I would have, but it's given me the confidence to think going forward instead of, you know, you can retire anytime you want, right? But when you retire, if you only have a certain pile of money and you start eating away at that pile of money, you know, then you're, you're stressed or you're thinking, hey, you know, I might not have enough money to do this or that. And I want to get to the point where I felt like there was an asset snowball that had started to occur and that uh, the money that I was investing in real estate was going to continue to grow and, and not diminish as it does so often with people's retirement funds. And so um, back to your original question, I mean, I, I I like getting distributions, you know, regular distributions right up front. But if a value play comes along that's going to maybe give a bigger capital gain in the future, I'm, I'm open to that as well. Yeah, and to the listener, the value play, that might be a very, in some cases, a very deep value add where we're really turning that property around. You may be taking individual units down to the studs for the, you know, physical renovations. You may be doing operational things as well. And sometimes those may not they may not pay distributions for 12 months even. I've seen some that are even projecting 24. Now, I'll tell you, our leads, they perform very well, and they, they often accelerate those. But um, just looking at the pro forma, looking at the budget, yeah, that's that's that value play. But you get that capital gain, and then you roll it into the next one. Now, thinking about the 1031 exchange, you, you, you experienced that on the apartment investment in Arizona. When you sold your houses... You're taking the money from those houses under your 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 social or your your tax ID. Were you able to do a 1031 to roll those into any of your apartment investments? Uh, no, it was not because they have to be, I believe, under the same tax ID that you um, have sold under, and so you can't roll a 1031 and take it and put it into a an LLC, a, you know, one of our lead deals. You know, I could have. I could have, if I had wanted to, taken maybe the fourplex and sold that and tried to roll a four-unit deal into a maybe a 10- or 12-unit apartment complex in Texas or, or another state. But really, that was just giving me something else to manage. And my yeah. goal was, as I retired, I wanted to do less managing and not more managing. And so while it might have been a better way to go financially, I probably could have you know, increased my 
my investments by doing it that way. That was, you know, part of it is the lifestyle and do you really want to be managing? And if I was, you know, 20, 30 years younger, uh, that probably would have been what I would have done. Um, but being 60 years old and retiring and I didn't really want to be in charge of a bigger property. Absolutely. That, I guess. Yeah, and it's a good point, and, and I do ask the question because I, I, I get that question a lot. Can I can I sell my houses and roll in as a passive? No, typically not. If you want to roll into your own LLC that you're taking down a, an apartment community on your own, that that can work. There are agents out there that manage that 1031 process, and if you want to learn more, you can also go to our website. There's a search bar at the bottom. Just type in 1031, right, 1031 Exchange. There are a lot of shows uh, where we talk about that and where we have the experts on to help you understand that process. It's a great way to save those taxes, uh, but but there are there are times when you would deploy that. But here's the good news, Mark, and, and I don't know if, if, if you experience this, but when you sell one of those houses, yeah, you get that big gain. What do we typically experience on the front end when we get into those apartment investments? Are we on paper? Are we making great winnings, or what's it look like? Yeah, well, a lot of times what the lead investors are doing is they're going to give you, um, they're going to take accelerated depreciation, and so you're going to get a, you know, a big paper loss toward the beginning of the investment. And so when I did sell the fourplex, um, I do think that my tax burden was lessened quite a bit by the fact that I'd been investing, you know, during that same tax year, I'd been investing in some of these multifamily communities, and they did have, you know, the big write-offs toward the front, and that did lessen my tax burden on those. Joined by Mark in California. And Mark, for to kick off the last segment, I do want to hear about the Ambassador Program. I think it's a very valuable thing that we do across the nation. You became an ambassador. Can you tell us when that occurred, and, and what does the program do? To maybe give us an example of a recent event. Yeah, so when when I first uh, went to the two-day seminar in uh, Palm Springs, I met Steve Anderson, who was one of the first ambassadors. And I'd been listening to Lifestyles Unlimited on the radio and on the podcast for years, but I had never actually had you know human interaction with anybody that was a member, let alone anybody that had done multifamily deals. So when I met Steve and got his contact information, you know, he was willing to answer a lot of questions for me, help me to learn about different leads that I might want to invest with, and and really was just a good guide for me as a newer member of Lifestyles. And we have now, I don't know how many, 40 or 50,000 members now across the country. And of course, Lifestyles has offices in in some of the areas across the country, and they're opening more all the time. But there are many areas of the country where there are a number of investors and members of Lifestyles, but the way that you know they get together is through events that are promoted by ambassadors. And so um, I volunteered to become an ambassador um, in actually the same year that I joined Lifestyles. So I had been a member for um, a number of months and was getting pretty involved in getting and investing in a number of properties. And basically what we do as ambassadors is we just help to facilitate events, uh, networking um, opportunities for members that are living in a certain area to get together and to be able to, you know, converse with other like-minded investors. And so as an example, um, this past Saturday, um, the Lifestyles Ambassadors in Southern California, there are four or five of us that have that role in different areas of Southern California uh, we got together and, and put on a larger event where we had um, about 57 people at a nice sit-down restaurant in Dana Point, California, and 
Lynn Murrow, who's the executive vice president of Lifestyles Unlimited, she flew out from her home um, to be a speaker at our event. And Madeline Prejean, who is a passive mentor, um, she also came out from Texas and was on a panel and, you know, presented to Southern California Lifestyles members. And so we put on events, and then other times we'll just have a meal together. And so we'll set up a time to have a luncheon on a Saturday in a certain location. And so a couple of months ago, I organized one in Fountain Valley, California, which is not too far away. And we had about 30 people come together. And again, just an opportunity for us to get together and support each other in our real estate investing and and just get to make new friends. And if I were a fly on the wall at one of these events, what what would I hear you guys talking about? Uh, I think a lot of it would be, you know, how long have you been investing? What kind of investing do you do? Um, What lead investors do you um, like to invest with or have you had success with? Um, If you're a newer Lifestyles member, just lots of little questions about, you know, how do you actually invest and maybe, um, you know, what is the white paper? And, you know, there are just lots of little details that you sort of take for granted after you've been in Lifestyles for a while. And um, really, there are mentors within Lifestyles that really help facilitate, you know, buying a property. And there are mentors for single-family investors that help you to understand how to run your single-family. And so that's not really our role. Our role is really to Um, like I said, facilitate events and help bring people together. And then we can share our experiences, whether it's as passive investors or whether it's as single-family investors from out of state. But really just um, talking about, you know, finding out where people are and just sharing our experiences with each other um, and helping each other just the way that, you know, Steve was able to help me so much at the beginning of my lifestyles uh, journey. Yeah, it's about connecting. It's about networking. It's about shared experience. And I think it's a wonderful thing that you guys are doing. Again, ambassadors are across the nation. I had an email, in fact, from a member just the other day uh, in the, in the Midwest was looking for someone, and I said, "Hey, go out, go out to the amb- you know the port, port, uh, portal online. There's a list of ambassadors. Find that one in your area. They're going to be able to maybe maybe have a chat with you and whatnot. So it's a great way to connect and stay informed." Uh, aside from the ambassador program, how else might you connect with others from either South, you know Southern California or, or across the nation? What do you do? Uh, the biggest thing really is to go to the expos. So since I've been a member of Lifestyles, I think there have been five expos, and I've been to four of them, and I had tickets to go to the fifth one, but <laughs> got COVID and, and went through that and had a conflict at work that allowed me not to be able to go to that one. But I love the expos. Um, again, it's an opportunity to go, and especially if you live in a part of the country where there aren't a lot of um, members, maybe there's 20 or 30 or 40. When you show up in in Texas at the expo and see four or five thousand investors, and you go, "Wow, you know, this lifestyle thing, this is really a legitimate group that's been around for 30 years and has been helping people to retire early and helping people learn how to invest." And you know, a lot of people try to do investing on their own, but Lifestyles is just such an incredible organization. The people you meet are very genuine and willing to share. Everybody's trying to help each other to get to the next level. And so, you know, going to the expo, you get to go to different seminars and learn more. But there are lots of events where you just, you know, you meet other people. Um, and, and especially for out-of-state people, it's a chance to meet the leads that we were talking about earlier. So if you're going to be investing in multifamily properties, 
you know, having a, a one-on-one chance to speak to different lead investors. Um, you know, I, I have lead investors and other friends that I really only see once a year, and that's at the expo. And so after you've gone a couple times, it's just sort of a, a big reunion, and it's, it's a lot of fun to see all these people again. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. And, and just so the listener knows, you can go to our website. I mentioned this, lifestylesunlimited.com, and you'll see a button there now for the expo because that's coming up. That's going to be in Irving, Texas, Las Colinas this coming year, uh, February 15th through the 18th, uh, 2023. Mark, I trust you're going to be there. I got my tickets. Talking about the education and the classes, I remember seeing you speak as one of the presenters. It's been a few years. I don't remember what year this was, but uh, I believe it's called the Legacy Panel. It was uh, a number of folks up there that were basically involving their kids in their investing in, in different ways. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been doing to help your your two boys understand what you do as an investor? Yeah, so my I have I have a boy and a girl. So my daughter is a senior in high school, and my son uh, Josh, my daughter's name is Katie. My son Josh is a sophomore in high school, and really I've been just trying to expose them to the whole idea of real estate investing and giving them options and showing them that you know maybe they don't want to quite follow the same path I did, where I did work in a job for. 37 years. Um, maybe if I would have found lifestyles 20 years ago, um, I would have I would have shaved some more years off of that. But um, I share with them a lot about what I'm doing, the multifamily investments that we're getting into. Um, I've gotten them to go to a couple of events with me. They've never been to a full two day yet. But uh, my son went a couple of years ago to one of the um, introductory workshops. My daughter went to half of the two day, and we're also having them invest in in our properties. Not officially, but if we put some money into a multifamily deal, and let's say they have a thousand dollars that they've you know gotten from somewhere that's in their account, you know, I'll ask them, would you like to invest a little money into our deal and, and get whatever return we get, they would get as well, and so. Uh, we've done that a couple of times. Vibo Shaw, who uh, we talked about earlier, his his great property that I got into, I actually called him up because both of my kids wanted to invest a little bit more. And I said, can I raise my investment just a little bit? And again, it's not an official investment by them, but I raised my investment because both of my kids wanted to put some money into that deal as well. And so my goal for them is just that they see other options. I'm not going to ever force them to you know get involved in real estate investing, but I have told them that you know, if they learn this, that the potential is to maybe they can retire in 10 years. And by the time they're 30, after they get out of college, maybe they will be retired and be able to spend the rest of their lives, you know, just working on those things that they want to work on and not necessarily having to answer to somebody else or a boss or something like that. Absolutely. I I love that word options and real estate does give you options and you're giving them a a wonderful option. Whether they choose to go that path or not is up to them, of course, but wonderful stuff. I've got my five-year-old just outside here waiting for me. We're about to go horseback riding, but but I'm going to involve him as well. And I love hearing from, from yourself and others that are involving their children as well. Last question. You know, you've, you've recently retired. What is life like now? How are you spending your time? What are you doing? What's the future look like? Well, I think, you know, the fact that my kids are both in high school, uh, you know, my wife and I aren't going to pack up and take a trip and, you know, go somewhere for two or three months like, you know, we might if we were empty nesters or something. But, uh, you know, I I just have time freedom now. I have the ability to go do the things that I want to do. 
you know, I'm, I'm reading, I'm enjoying, you know, working on some side projects that I have. I have some different hobbies. I like Hall of Fame basketball. Um, so I do some collecting. My son and I took a trip to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony a, a couple of years, you know, a couple of years ago, we went to Springfield, Massachusetts and, and got involved in that, that weekend and met a lot of basketball people and, you know, those kind of things that are a lot of fun for me. So, um, we have a new dog as well, so that keeps us a little grounded, but, uh, you know, I, I think that there are just unlimited possibilities and I've had people tell me, you know, don't jump in, commit yourself to too many things early. And so I'm still figuring it out exactly what yeah. retirement's going to look like. But what, what I'm hearing, we're at the end of the show, Mark, thank you for sharing. What I'm hearing is lifestyle. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Keep it up. Enjoy that retirement. I'm glad you got there. And I look forward to seeing you at the expo next year. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.